Well, this is definitely one of the stranger stories that we have talked about. And it's been a while since we have had a conversation about the number of feet that have washed ashore on BC shores. It started in 2007 when the first discovery was made. And we now know that a human foot was found inside a shoe on a Victoria area beach earlier this summer. That was discovered in July. The BC coroner's service has been investigating and just yesterday the coroner's service confirmed with Czech news that yes a shoe containing a human foot had been discovered well joining me now to talk more about this and a bit of the history of the feet that have been found is Erica Engelhopt freelance science writer also a former science editor for National Geographic Erica thank you so much for being here Thank you for having me. I'm always interested in talking about your strange and fascinating uh, science of feet washing ashore in your area. Strange and fascinating is a good way of describing it. And uh, I know that you've written extensively about this. So not a huge surprise, I suppose, that another one of these has washed ashore that brings the total since 2007 to 16. Uh, What was your response, though, having spent so much time researching and writing about this story? to learn that there has been another discovery. Yeah, I I mean, I've figured that this would be due to happen again. The last one that I'm aware of was in 2019. And, you know, you're you're located in what's just kind of an unusual and, and special place in that you get an unusual number of these um, these feet washing ashore. It's it's something that has been documented in other places. Um, I, I've heard that places like New Zealand also uh, tend to get a lot of it, and occasionally we'll we'll get them uh, here in the states as well. Um, I've heard of a few cases in Florida, for example, places like that. Um, but it is it is unusual. Um, it's. <laughs> And um, that's what really fascinated me about your area, because the Salish Sea has just had this large number, especially since, as you said, 2007, um, what some people, you know, described as a flood of feet coming through your area. And (laughs) so that, of course, triggered my uh, my interest as a science journalist in wanting to know why. Why is this happening? Why feet and why the Salish Sea? And we know as well that when this first started, and again, that first discovery back in 2007, that was the the men's blue and white running shoe with the foot in it was discovered. Uh, there were so many theories. Was there a serial, serial killer? Was there uh, something mm-hmm. else going on? All of these suspicions. Was that something, were you looking at that when you started looking at the science of it? Or, or how did you go about even looking into this? <laughs> yeah. Yes, because of course, you know, I uh, I'm a science journalist. I love covering uh, forensic science, and and I'm interested in you know crime, true crime in general. And so, of course, you know, everyone immediately thought when these feet started washing ashore, uh, you know, is there a serial killer? Is there some you know? Is does he have something against feet? <laughs> uh, you know, is there someone out there uh, cutting up bodies? And what I discovered was that. Um, there was no evidence of, of foul play in, in any of these particular cases. Um, and 
one of the one of the things that I was immediately told when I started talking to uh, the British Columbia Coroner Service <clears throat> was that we shouldn't refer to these as severed feet because there was never any evidence that the feet had been severed or cut off uh, by someone else. Uh, they all appeared to have, you know, come apart from the bodies, uh, you know, naturally. So I thought this is just so strange and fascinating. And what I ended up finding was that science really could answer a lot of the questions that I had, like why feet and <laughs> why the Salish Sea. Um, but it came from a lot of scientists who were studying various you know, areas of science and not particularly looking for the answer to the question of the feet. Um, so you know, my investigation kind of led me from everything uh, from oceanography and scientists studying the movement of oil spills uh, in the ocean to scientists who were studying the decomposition of, of bodies underwater. And you put all of these different aspects of science together and you start to build a story of what happens and how these feet came to be separated from their owners and came to uh, came to Canadian shorelines. I remember at the time as well, or, or when we were, when this first kind of started and these stories were coming in, I remember learning a whole lot about running shoes and sneakers that I did not know yes. before as far as <laughs> how, how protective they are. Uh, how much did you get into that? The, the sneakers, how they were involved and that environment of being in the, in the ocean? Yes. And that was, you know, the first explanation that I saw for why these feet were washing ashore was that, you know, most of them, uh, almost all of them were wearing sneakers. And if you start thinking about um, sneaker technology in the 2000s, uh, we started developing a lot of these um, very light foams in sneakers. And so everything from imagine, you know, your Air Jordans <laughs> of the early 2000s um, that had air pockets in them to these now very lightweight foams um, in shoes like Nike's. And they float. And okay, so that answered one question of, okay, why would the feet in particular um, be washing ashore? And part of that explanation is that uh, the feet were encased in a sneaker that would protect them somewhat from decomposition and that the, the sneaker would be lightweight and would float. Okay, so that answered one question, but it opened up so many more questions, you know, but how did the feet get disassembled from their owners? You know, why feet in particular? Um, and why the Salish Sea in particular as a hotspot for this phenomenon? Um, so that led me down several several more rabbit holes <laughs> beyond the, the sneakers. Um, and starting with, you know, what happens when a body, when a human body goes into the water. Um, and for that, you have to start looking at some forensic science and, and researchers who have studied what happens to bodies in the water. Um, one big factor is whether a body sinks or floats, for example. And while we might imagine that a body that goes into the water is eventually going to float to the surface, it turns out that that's not actually the case uh, very often. Often a body will uh, sink. It doesn't take very much weight for a body to sink. And if it goes down into uh, deep, cold water like you have in your area, 
it is very likely to sink and stay sunken. And at that point, you're going to not have much oxygen available. And so the decomposition is going to be very different from what it would be if you, know, if you had a body, say, in the woods uh, on land. And what they have found with a number of these feet is that they're covered in a waxy substance called adipocere. And that is a big clue because that adipocere, that waxy substance, forms when you've got a body underwater without much oxygen and this, the fatty tissue basically turns into this waxy substance. That substance can then essentially protect the foot. So now you've got the foot um, protected not only by the sneaker, but also by this waxy layer of adipocere, and that can preserve some of the tissue pretty well. Now, that still doesn't answer the question of how did the foot <laughs> get separated from the body? Uh, that has to do with your uh, local wildlife in the water. So when you have this body that has sunken to the bottom, um, what researchers have found based on studies of, you know, taking something like um, a pig and submerging it underwater and seeing how it decomposes uh, is that you've got all of the crabs and um, you know, all of the, the, the animals underwater that are going to scavenge that body, break it down, they're going to tend to break down the soft tissues. It turns out that our feet are held onto our legs mostly by soft tissues. There's not like a ball and socket joint like you might have on your shoulder. Right. Uh, so, so basically, if you've got a body that has sunken, uh, then these animals are going to break it down, and it's quite likely that they will go through, tear through those ligaments and things that are holding the foot on, and that is how the foot then becomes detached. And oh. if the foot is wearing a sneaker, now you can imagine that the, that foot is going to, um, you know, bob back up to the surface in its in its lightweight sneaker. Right. So, well, Erica, we have to leave it there for today. But thank you so much. I appreciate your time this morning to talk more about this. Thank you. That is Erica Engelhopt, freelance science writer and former science editor for National Geographic.